This is the Balanced Artist Podcast, where we help the purpose-driven creator's journey suck a little less and thrive a little more. Hosted by award-winning musician, TEDx speaker, and comedian, Rory Gardner. Who? We chat with experts who help level up your creative career by reframing your lifestyle as a balanced artist. Hello and welcome back to the Balanced Artist Podcast. For the first 100 episodes, uh, we were creating content that it was with the notion that the people listening would be applying some of the tactics to their creative career. And whether that was the case or not, the feedback I was getting or have been getting lately was the listeners aren't necessarily trying to create a career in the arts, but rather just include creativity in their lifestyle as a way to balance some of the linear parts of their lives, whether that's their job work, parenting, whatever it is they have going on. It was just, it's kind of an escape. So this is a bit of a shift from career artist to lifestyle artist. Whether you're trying to make money from it or not, or make a living, there's something about sharing our creativity and having it be acknowledged by the public that is so much more rewarding than achievements in our own personal lives and careers. You know, like I remember hearing about this lawyer in New York City who was also moonlighting as a comedian. And, you know, law office by day, stand up comic by night. He would also uh, pitch jokes to the Tonight Show. This is back when like Jay Leno was hosting and you could pitch jokes for Jay to say on air. And after several rejections, he got one passed and Jay said one of his jokes on the Tonight Show and he was compensated 50 bucks. Right. That was the going rate, I guess, for jokes on the Tonight Show. And this comic said that that $50 held more value than his entire year's salary as a lawyer. It wasn't the monetary value as much as the reward for having his creativity accepted. Like there's something magical about, you know, having your creativity accepted by others. It's like you've been seen, you know what I mean? We're designed to be comfortable. So why would we want to stress ourselves out with attempting to make a masterpiece? Why would we want to make it our life complicated? I think we do it because we're called. I think we do it because it's rewarding. Everyone's just waiting to be picked. But like, what if it never happens? And then now you've squandered the next 30 years of your life just waiting What's stopping you? Are you afraid of judgment? Afraid of living a life authentic to yourself instead of what others expected of you? I think there's a way to balance both, at least until one of them takes off, until the you know the creative one takes off. And if it never takes off, then at least you've developed that muscle and you were in the game, right? Like your feelings aren't a choice, but your behavior and thoughts are. When I first started in stand-up comedy, I used to travel two hours in each direction to perform on stage for like six minutes just to try out jokes and to get comfortable on stage. It was a lot of time and a lot of gas money. I'd spend the entire two hours there just like rehearsing that six minutes in my head. Like it's, that's what you do as a, as a new comic. You're just memorizing things, right? But the reward I felt, like the dopamine hit I would experience after making a crowd of people laugh is something, making them laugh out of something that I wrote and performed just made it all worthwhile. And when people in my life at that time would hear of that commute, they were like, have you lost your mind? Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? And those same people weren't lifestyle artists. Like, they just don't understand. And explaining it to someone who doesn't understand, it just, it makes you sound even crazier. So <laughs> who's the crazy person in this example? Ten years later, like today, I travel the world performing comedy and I make money performing comedy and I've impacted lives with my point of view. But even if I never got to a level where those things were possible, I still would have made a bunch of new friends along the way, you know, a great community. I would have grown as an individual. It's just a great skill to reach way beyond your comfort zone. 
I'm not actively pursuing a career in country music anymore, but for 15 years I was. You know, I never became the rock star that I set out to be, but as a result of playing the game, I got to release several albums, open shows for my heroes. You know, I got to see and hear my music on television and radio and commercials. And those 15 years had its ups and downs for sure, but now that it's behind me, I just consider it a beautiful brushstroke in the story of my life. They say if like every night before you go to bed, you tell yourself the five minute story of your day, it fills you with this sense of gratitude. Like if your day sucked, then maybe it has the opposite effect. But by highlighting all the things you got to do today that maybe, you know, the less fortunate people in the world didn't have an opportunity to do, it makes you appreciate your situation just a little bit more. And that's the way I feel when I look back on my 20s and 30s. I went through a lot of stuff that most people wouldn't really put up with, right? Travel issues, creative differences, endless failures. <laughs> but today, I barely remember them. All that's just left in this highlight reel in my brain. Like, all I remember is the real good stuff, you know? You're thinking right now, that sounds like something lovely that I would like to experience 20 years from now. How do I do that? Well, you just start. If you're not planning on making a career out of it, then there's really no expectations, right? You're just putting the wheels in motion, you slowly develop an idea and eventually become a magnet, right? Ideas will just start coming to you and you just start developing them. It goes like this, idea magnet, curator, execution, promotion. These unique ideas just come to you because now you've opened yourself to receive them. Then as you curate these ideas, not all ideas are gems, okay? So you need to flush them out a little bit. You got to think, is it feasible? Is it in your budget? Are you ready for it? You know, all this stuff you got to consider, right? But once you've nailed it down and what you want to create, then it's time to execute. And during this phase, you're going to, you know, you're definitely going to hit blocks. You're going to find that path ahead of you isn't exactly as straight as you envisioned. And you may need to take a few detours. And those detours are actually part of the process. And although you'll take a bit longer to get there, the end result will probably be worth it. Because the people you show it to, the people you show your work to, are probably going to appreciate the struggle and what you went through to create this masterpiece. So now that you've created what you set out to do, I mean, you can choose to expose yourself as the creator of this fine art and accept all the judging eyes and ears. There's the risk you need to take in order to get you know, that sought-after dopamine rush and positive affirmations from your adoring fans. Alternatively, you don't have to show anybody. You just do it for you, and that's okay. But I mean, the advantage to showing it to others is that you get feedback, and the feedback is what's used to determine whether you're on the right track or if you need to level up. Simply promote it, perform it, sell it, whatever needs to happen in order to get an honest litmus test from the audience. If nobody's buying what you're putting down, it's not a failure, it's just a benchmark. So now that you know the next thing you create needs to be that much better, or just recreate the one that you just did, but like level it up somehow so that it gets a little bit more attention. Just repeat this process over and over again for about 20 years, right? By this time, you've created several more failures and wins, but as I said earlier, those failures melt away over time, and you're left with this body of work that you can look back and be proud of. And you have a balanced life that you live on your own terms rather than that box everyone else expected you to stay in because it makes them feel more comfortable and less exposed to their own shortcomings. The thick skin that you build by just creating this stuff, failing, getting back up on the horse, whatever the analogy you want to use, it's just, it's a soft skill that it, it translates or converts into other aspects of your life. You know what I mean? If you're going through adversities, whatever it happens to be. You can build a tolerance for stress. All positive tools that will help with that balance. So whether you're trying to monetize it or not, just understand that creative living leads to an amplified life. So figure out what it is you want to create and let's get at her. 
That's all we've got for this episode of the podcast. We have new shows every week, so remember to hit subscribe and share this episode with anyone you think could benefit from becoming a balanced artist.